Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into another edition of Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Sean Humphrey will be our producer today, making sure all the knobs are punched right, all the buttons are pushed well. He will do that for you. Right at the top of the show, going to talk to a guy who uh, I'm sure has had a lot of people talking to him today for various reasons. He is Gator men's tennis coach Brian Shelton. Brian, I I know nobody's asked you about Ben. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) right? Yeah, I know. But for those who've not, you know, had a chance to hear or see you, uh, you certainly must be proud of him. But I guess the question that comes to my mind right away, did you think he'd be this successful at the Australian? No chance. You know, I'd love to say that, yeah, oh, yeah, I saw it coming and knew he was going to have a run here. But, uh, I mean, this guy is just a rookie. You know, he's just getting started. So, you know, we were hoping for one win at the Australian Open this year just so that he – kind of got that monkey off his back because he wasn't able to win a match at the U.S. Open this past summer. But uh, to be where he is now, I mean, I mean, it's incredible. You know, when you look at what he's done, it's truly amazing. At 21 years old, he's still taking, you know, uh, online. 20, 20. 20? okay. Uh, and he's still taking, <laughs> I don't want to get him too old, right? And he's still right. taking online classes. How is yeah. he handling all this? No, he's handling things like just, I mean, I couldn't handle it at, at his age, but he's just different. You know, he takes everything in stride. Um, I heard an interview when they were asking about school. He's like, well, I got so much time on my hands. There's only so many hours I'm practicing or playing and come back. And I've got two classes, and they're not too stressful yet. I haven't, haven't, don't have too many assignments, and everything's good. I'm going to just continue and get my degree. You know, I, I think when you look at the overall picture here, it's great to have Americans uh, where they are uh, in the Australian Open. That, that That's pretty good for that aspect of it, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, these guys, it's a young group. Uh, most of them are in that 24, 25 age group. So they're still super young, and, uh, and there's a large number of them uh, now in the top 50 in the world. And so those guys are going to push each other. Like, who's going to get there first? Who's going to get the first Grand Slam? And who's going to, you know, be ranked number one in the world? And who's going to who's going to push to to do some things that we haven't done now for for almost a decade? If this group of Americans, uh, Brian, ends up, you know, doing well, isn't that good for the sport overall? Absolutely. I mean. United States, you know, we're kind of at the center of it all, you know, and, you know, you, you know that when uh, even in the in the foreign countries when they're speaking English, you know, yeah. and uh, and most of the players, that's their, their prime, you know, if, if it's their second language because they're from somewhere else, English is their second language. And so, you know, to have have Americans do well makes it great globally for, for everyone. You know, when I sat down and talked to you, I don't know if I asked you this question because you're a dad and a coach. 
When did you get an idea that Ben was going to be pretty good at his sport? You know, I think that when I really started to see it was his freshman year here, you know, because he was pretty good as a as a older junior player. And juniors means that, you know, from the time he was 11 or 12 till he was 18, he wasn't someone that, like, just came off the chart like, yo, wow, watch out for this kid. He just didn't – you didn't see it. But his freshman year here, once he got to start practicing with the guys on the team, and we thought we'll redshirt him his first year because he'll, he'll, he won't be ready because um, he came in a year early. And so – by the middle of the fall, we're like, no, no, we're not going to redshirt him. We're actually going to play this guy because he's he's moving. You know, this guy is, is moving up the charts, and and uh, he can help us this year. And so I was like, wow, the accelerated you know development was happening, and it just hasn't stopped. While I have you, tell me about your team this year. Yeah, um, it's it's a fun group, Steve. Uh, you know, we don't have – we didn't bring back a single starter from last year's team. Everyone either graduated or turned professional. <laughs> so, you know, it's the first time in my 20-something year career as a collegiate coach that I don't have a single starter coming back for the next season. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to do what we've been doing every single other year. You know, we're going to coach them up, and we're going to continue to work with these guys and help them get better. And uh, we're going to compete our tails off. And, you know, that's exactly what this, this team is doing. They're just working so hard. And uh, and we've played two matches now. We opened up with Texas, and we, we took a loss, 5-2, um, a little over a week ago. And then we followed that up with a 6-1 win over UCF in Orlando this past weekend. So uh, this coming weekend, it's our kickoff weekend. It's a qualifying event for a national team indoor tournament that's held in February. Uh, we'll be playing USF on Friday at 2 o'clock. If we win that match, we'll play the winner of Mississippi State and um, SMU. SMU. Yep. Yep, and SMU, and uh, hopefully we win that first match and, and get a play on Saturday at 2 o'clock as well in that in that final match, and hopefully we'll qualify for team indoors again. That uh, be- should be exciting tennis, so we want everyone to come out and watch this weekend, Friday at 2, uh, UCF, and then hopefully we win that and get to play on Saturday at 2 o'clock as well. Okay. Uh, it's a whole new team. Chance to go out and uh, see how this team does early on here. Uh, in the season, uh, I'm sure you're you're really proud. You should be. Congratulations on that. Wish you luck this weekend. Always appreciate your time, Brian. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Steve. All the best. You got it, Coach. Thank you, Brian Shelton, uh, class guy. And uh, again, they'll be playing this weekend. So go out and see brand new team. Imagine not having anybody back because that that group that had stayed together was really really good. Uh, Santa Fe College baseball coach Johnny Wiggs is going to join me momentarily. Uh, they actually start their season this weekend. They start early. They always do. They start in January. Uh, so he'll be with us today. Uh, later on in the week, Colby Halter, a baseball player, going to join us tomorrow. Uh, they're about ready to start practicing for the season. Uh, ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will join us later in the week. So, we have some uh, really good guests that are coming on. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will be here on Thursday as well. So 
We are looking forward to having a really good week of guests and a good week of shows, and we appreciate that you are part of that. Uh, all right, let me get to a couple of emails. I got a lot of emails this week, um, or today rather, uh, off air. You know, in other words, you, during the show you get them, but I had a lot uh, that were given earlier here. Uh, Rick says, uh, with NIL, especially baseball, will any of the smaller schools be able to compete? Unfortunately, I don't see it. Um, I guess, Rick, it depends on what you call a smaller school, right? Is Southern Miss a smaller school? Is East Carolina uh, a smaller school? You know, they've been competitive. But if you look at, you know, it's so top-heavy this year with SEC teams. Uh, but, you know, yeah, remember, every once in a while in a regional you're going to catch a team that nobody's really heard of and they make some noise. And that, that happens, I think, even with NIL. I, I really think that uh, is going to happen. And now we'll see because, once again, you're looking at a lot of SEC teams, um, but Southern Miss is there. Again, East Carolina there. Uh, they're the ones that stick out. And Southern Miss has been pretty good in baseball for quite a while. I don't know if you consider Santa Barbara, you know, a, a smaller school. Uh, they've been pretty good. So, but but look, let's face it, most of it's the, you know, UCLA's, Florida's, those kinds of schools. Twelve twelve time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WAUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Preston Hayes. In high school hoops, some notable games happening in the area are for the boys, Williston vs. Gainesville and Oakleaf vs. Bradford. In the girls, Bronson vs. Dixon County and Newberry vs. Trenton. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning host the Minnesota Wilds. Both teams are looking to snap a two-game losing streak. Coverage of the game starts here at 6.30. Former Gator tennis great Ben Shelton will be playing in the quarterfinal for the Australian Open this evening. Shelton will be the first American to appear in a major quarterfinal before turning 21 since Andy Roddick in 2003. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Preston Hayes. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. People here are... Folks have been telling you for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And I, I get asked this sometimes, you know, what exactly do they do? What, what exactly is the Road Heaver Boys Ranch? Well, I invite you to Google it. Just Google Boys Ranch Palatka, and you will see what they're doing and what they have done. What they do is they help at-risk young boys. That's what they do. And they do it through your help. Any unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, boat, motorcycle, just about any kind of vehicle, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch because the kids there fix them up and then resell them. They learn real-life skills in doing that. Your donations are tax-deductible, and they really help a good cause. So, again, to find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka 
or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org. Raving about QC Kinetics and how regenerative medicine has changed their life. People like Helen, an avid mountain climber who got sidelined when an accident left her knees in constant pain. I was not able to train or do really anything on my knee. Helen was told surgery would be her only option. But then she found QC Kinetics and was treated with natural biologics designed to repair and restore tissue in her knees. Three months later, she was climbing the highest mountain in North America. I got a very quick resolution to my pain. I began treatment in March and I summited Denali June the 7th. It was super successful and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. Get your life back with lasting results. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Call QC Kinetics today. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Well, you did it. You're an adult now. And you know you're an adult because this is a commercial about saving money on your credit card balances, and that probably got you a little excited. Radiant Credit Union's Visa Credit Card has a super low introductory rate and no balance transfer fee. So now you can transfer your balances to Radiant, pay less interest, and clear that debt off faster. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Just wait until you start comparing fiber supplements. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash balance to apply today and let us help you define your financial future. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. When the month of January rolls around, that means that uh, baseball and softball start cranking up. And for Santa Fe College and Coach Johnny Wiggs, that baseball season starts in just a few days. So let's bring him in now to talk about his team for 2023. Wiggsy, what's up? How are you? Steve, how are you? Great to be with you. Yep. Uh, it's uh, an annual ritual, and I love it. Um, okay, let's just get right down to it. Uh, you know, last year, good year. Uh, I know you would, you know, would have wanted better. Uh, what'd you lose from last year? Give us the, 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 you know, big viewpoint of this team this year. Yeah, it was a down year for us last year, Steve. We, um, we had our chances, but it was the first year since 2014 that we didn't make our state playoffs. 
So for us, that's definitely, you know, we consider that a down year. Um, we lost 15 sophomores out of that group. 13 of them signed with four-year schools. So it was a really good group of guys who played hard for multiple years here. We lost two big bats in Tyler Shellnut, who's at the University of Florida. He, he tied the school record over here with 19 home runs. Same um, and our first baseman, Gabriel Esquivel, also tied the school record with 19 home runs. So we got some pop to replace. But this is a really a new team. We um, we don't return any everyday starters from last year's club. Has that, has that uh, ever we, happened before? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, I was, I was sitting here looking at it, and, you know, we – I mean, there's always big turnover at the junior college level. We only get to keep them for two years normally, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit strange. But we had you know we had some guys that platooned and played quite a bit. But it is a really new group. I really like the mix of group, a combination of a couple transfers, some really good freshmen, and some returners that I think is going to make us super competitive. Uh, as you look at your team, let's start in the mound. What do you see there? Well, we we returned some guys there, I think, that can really help us and really pitch. Uh, we picked up a, a transfer named Corey Braun, uh, left-handed pitcher out of Charleston Southern University, pitched in 20 games at the Division One level, so he brings some experience. He'll be one of our top guys, um, along with Jacob Lauderdale, a returner from last year, who can be up to 91, 92. And then another left-hander who transferred from Northwest Florida State, who came out of North Marion High School, uh, Jacob Phillips. We have uh, a couple other guys, and Tobin Moran and Jalen Hudson, some guys who were with us last year and, and really got some good innings, uh, but we'll need to take a step up this year in their roles. But uh, I really like our pitchability. We've got a couple guys that have some really good arms. We have a freshman in, in Colby Rice, a kid out of Winter Gardens, who can be up to 92, 94 uh, with a, as a freshman who, who should close for us. Uh, but, again, it's going to be a little bit of a work in progress early on, really trying to find our identity and who we are. The one thing I really think we got a chance to do is defend. Um, I thought this is one of our best, especially infields, that I've had in a long time. We, we ended up getting a freshman shortstop in Grant Gallagher, a Tallahassee Childs has a chance, because uh, it's junior college, they're 18, 19 years old, has a chance to be a plus-plus defender, um, Zeth Rodriguez, a returner, and, and uh, Hunter King should play second and third for us. So I really feel like we can defend in center field where you always got to be really good. We picked up a transfer from Florida Gulf University and Jelani Rogers, who's the plus defender and will hit in the middle of the order. So I really like our club. But, uh, you know, this is my 25th year as a junior college head coach, scary to believe. 17th, 17th here at Santa Fe, and uh, so I'm out of I'm out of the prediction business at this point in time. <laughs> but as my dad would say, why do you why did you choose a profession with your success your success is based on 18 to 20 year olds, you know, making plays and doing things for you? But I really love it. It's it's been a great great uh, experience for me here at Santa Fe, and of course being a junior college head coach for 25 years. You've always played a competitive schedule, and of course, the the, the league you play in. Tell us about that too. Yeah, it'll, it's always tough. Uh, for this year, our our, our 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 conference has been reduced uh, to the number of teams. But Central Florida, Seminole, Daytona are all all, all tough opponents that will uh, will play each other a few more times. I think we got about forty eight to fifty games on the schedule, uh, with twenty four of those games being the most important at the end of the year in conference play. But so, you know, 
we have a little bit of an advantage at the junior college level. We get to play non-conference games up until March, and those games really don't determine your postseason fate. Every, those 24 games at the end of the season are really what makes it. So we get to play with the lineups a little bit, experiment, playing a few more guys, try to find that best lineup. You know, there's no at-large bids, and, you know, the the win on day one doesn't um, doesn't secure your fate in postseason. So we'll get a chance to play with the lineup, really try to find our identity. Uh, but I really, like I said, I love our guys' attitude, work ethic, the way they come to prepare every day. And when you get that, you got a chance to be successful. I'm just curious, and I think maybe if somebody's listening, because you've mentioned uh, uh, some transfers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, now with transfer portal, that being the buzz around athletics, uh, do you actively look for that? How do you approach transfers? Yeah, we do. Again, we try to sometimes, you know, an experienced guy sometimes gives us a, a more immediate impact. You know, same, they, same thing they're doing at the football level and trying to bring in a junior instead of that high school freshman. So sometimes it does help. But mostly we, we do that with transfers when we feel like we have a gap or we have a need. You know, we, we st- of course, still try to do our high school recruiting as the as a ma- major emphasis. But when we feel like we have a gap, whether it's in the middle of the year, uh, this year we had some injuries that took place this fall, and that really hurt us. We had to bring in, you know, we brought in one infielder at the break just to be able to provide some depth and somebody to come in and help us. But, uh, you know, the, the portal, I think, hurts us a little more now than it used to be. The portal – well, a year or two ago, if a kid was going to leave a Division One school, he had to go to a junior college to get back to that Division One without right. sitting out a year. Right. So they, so we got a few more of them that way. Now, when a kid leaves a Florida, Florida State, Miami, he just believes sometimes he just drops down a notch to go to a mid-major, goes to a UCF, USF, something like that, and still thinks he gets the opportunity to play at the Division One level. So I don't think it, the portal hasn't really helped us a lot with the new rules nowadays. But we still look in there. We still try to find out if there's someone that's a good fit that really wants to get between the white lines and play. And that's what, you know, the main reason guys go to junior college early or transfer to junior college is so they can get some innings on the mound, get a lot of at-bats, and continue to get better. I mean, I truly believe that Tyler Shelnut benefited by coming to junior college for two years. We got 250 at-bats rather than maybe sitting behind somebody for two years at the University of Florida. Now he's got a chance, had a really good fall over there, has a chance to step in and and play for him as a junior. Johnny Wiggs, our guest, baseball coach, longtime baseball coach at Santa Fe College. They open up. And let's give yourself a plug here. Tell us about uh, when you open up and where people can see you. Yeah, we open up this Friday here at home at 2 o'clock. We'll play an academy team before going on the road for the next few days. And then, uh, so we play 2 o'clock this Friday. And then the following weekend, we'll be have three games here at home with a Friday 2 o'clock game and a doubleheader on Saturday at noon. And uh, like I said, just looking forward to getting out there and watching the guys compete, getting better every day. And, and you know, we've had a lot of success here, and hopefully we can get back to our winning ways and get back into the state playoffs and, and make a deep run again. Uh, just my own edification, Wigsy, why was the conference reduced? Well, some teams have uh, – there's different divisions in junior college baseball now. And some of the teams that are either financially don't feel like they can stay up or from – just from a uh, com- competition standpoint, have uh, moved to Division Two. Gotcha. We we have um, 
We have 17 teams now in Division One Junior College Baseball here in the state of Florida. We have six Division Two Junior Colleges here in the state of Florida. So those six compete in a little bit different conference, and they compete in their own regional and their own World Series now versus the hmm. Division One Junior College World Series. I just learned something today. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Always appreciate you. I wish you luck, and uh, we'll talk to you as the season progresses. Thanks for doing it. Steve, thanks so much for your support, buddy. You got Take it, care. man. Thank you. Johnny Wiggs, longtime baseball coach at Santa Fe College, and for those who don't know, former Gator pitcher and a good one uh, when he was here. Uh, we have a guest later in the show today, but uh, after we break here, we'll open the phone lines for you and the emails as well, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com, twelve twenty seven. Tie Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 850 AM, WRUF. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where you, the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Pro or against? That seems to be the only thing that matters these days in the marijuana discussion. But what about the facts? At Mary, we've taken it upon ourselves to lay it all out there in our podcast. Just pure, unbiased education about medical marijuana and unlawful use of cannabis. Find it at mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
quite comfortable today with mostly sunny skies. High temperatures should creep up to near the 70 degree mark tonight. Increasing cloud cover lows near 60, turning breezy tomorrow as a front approaches from the west. It'll get warm too with highs near 80, but winds could gust to about 35 miles an hour. Strong thunderstorms possible tomorrow afternoon into the evening and cooling down for our Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Who are the great quarterbacks? Not good, very good, great. One that you say, or two that you say, three you say, they're great. Well, Patrick Mahomes is now, he's the great quarterback. Is Josh Allen great? Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. We will open phone lines for you. 392-8255 email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, let's see. Jonesy, now that the season's over for your Jets and my Giants, well, who do you think we need to get better on both sides of the ball? For my Giants, speed at wide receiver, quickness on the defensive line. Uh, for the Jets, it's obvious. Quarterback. And they could use some weapons at the receiver position, too. Also, for me, both teams need an upgrade in tight ends. Tight ends are making a big difference in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look at Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey didn't play another down, he's in the Hall of Fame. Right now, in my opinion. He's, I mean, he's incredible. Uh, okay, let's see here. Rick. Regarding uh, kind of an email like the other one, uh, regarding baseball, America preseason top 25, Stanford, UCLA, two more rank, but no Cal State Fullerton, Arizona schools, Pepperdine, other smaller West Coast schools, with seven ACC schools, Southern Miss, East Carolina. Sure seems the talent is in the East. Am I right or wrong? Uh, why do you see that trend continuing or just cyclical? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a bit cyclical, but once again, I, I think there are more teams in the SEC that have become good like Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee went dec a decade without being relevant, and all of a sudden, you know, LSU's been there. Florida's been there. Arkansas's been there. Vandy. But now you got, you know, the Tennessees of the world. And Ole Miss has been pretty good, but look what they're doing. So I think it's cyclical. But that's, you know, what kind of makes the world go around. It'll be fun uh, to watch this year. John says, NIL may give some smaller schools a better chance in the non-football sports. All it takes is for a rich alumni or two from a smaller school to decide they want to throw a chunk of money at certain players. Those smaller schools in the past would use that money in building better facilities, which would help recruiting. Now you can offer the highest rated talent more money than the big schools if you want. Well, here's the problem with that. Okay? If... Uh, Let's say you've got a really, really big talent. If a big school wants them bad enough, 
you're going to shell out the money. If Sean is a big-time talent and I'm, you know, I don't know, Alabama versus Southern Miss, granted, Southern Miss may have a person who can offer, you know, a lot of money, but all things equal, the bigger schools probably, in my opinion at least, John, going to win out. But I see the point. Daryl says, uh, uh, what is spring and a weakness from the Gator baseball team? I don't know what that means, a spring. Uh, Gator baseball team weaknesses. Not many because their preseason ranked in the top ten in every single poll. So, you know, now, look what happened last year. Injuries derailed them a little bit. Uh, Young pitching derailed them a little bit, but those young pitchers are a year older. Their potential Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters can be lethal. Daryl, if, you know, and their lineup, they got a lot, you know, the Rivera's and the Halters that came back, you know, that that could have gone uh, pro. Their lineup looks good. Now, you're not going to have Fabian, but, you know, as good as Judd was, he still you know, struck out quite a bit. So, I mean, every team's got a weakness, but they're pretty good. They're pretty good. All right, I'm waiting to talk a little sports here. Let's go, folks. 392-8255. You can, again, email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Nothing about basketball. This is interesting. When you take a big school like a successful school like Alabama or Georgia, what happens? You lose coordinators. But Alabama's loss of Golding on the defense and now O'Brien to the Patriots seems like there was some friction there. I don't know. And it's not unusual for you know, a, a good school like that to have its coaches poached and move up. It just seems to me, though, that this year there were some issues there. And it'll be interesting to see who the hire is going to be for that. And you know the other thing that's interesting with Golding, he took a lateral move, right? He went to another school uh, in the league. So a bit odd when you consider that and you consider uh, it's Alabama. Um, All right, let's – Bill says, what a story Shelton is. Uh, This is also good for Americans in tennis, is it not? Sure it is. Sure it is. I mean, how can it hurt? And, And if he wins and plays Djokovic and gets blasted, so what? It's a great chance for him at 20 years old to play a guy like that. How cool is that? Um, don't know if you uh, saw this or not. Georgia wide receiver Rodarius Thomas arrested on a felony charge, false imprisonment, misdemeanor battery, family violence. He transferred to Georgia from Mississippi State. So... We'll see what happens with that. All right, uh, let's get some calls. We'll start with Robert. Robert, hello. Hi, Steve. Hey. 
Yeah, uh, I was wondering if you are you familiar with the name Art Fowler? Art Fowler? He was he was Billy Martin's pitching coach back in the day. Uh, now that you mention it, yes, but I wouldn't have had you. I wouldn't have remembered that had you not said it. Oh, okay. I, I saw a few stories, and they said he wasn't a very good pitching coach. And but the only reason Billy kept him around because uh, that was his drinking buddy. <laughs> Have you ever heard that story? Well, Billy Martin had a lot of those, uh, yeah. in, including people he played ball with, like uh, Mickey Mantle and those guys, Whitey Ford. Um, but look, he was a pretty good pitching coach because okay. yeah, because he he did it for you know better than ten yeah, years, yeah. and he did it. Yeah. Uh, three different times, I th- two different times at least with the Yankees. So uh-huh. you know, if the Yankees are hiring you, you know you're you're pretty good. It wasn't just Billy then, I guess. Huh? No, and you oh. know he was with, I believe he was with Billy Martin in Oakland, and I'm not yeah, sure. Did. And I'm not sure yeah. if Fowler was the guy, but you know the, some of his starting pitchers were really good, but they threw a lot of innings and then they burned their arms out. Yeah, that's not good. No. So you can't do that today. No. Oh no, then they wouldn't are you kidding? No. They, <laughs> they they if they did that today and something happened to those arms with all the money that's invested yeah, they out of town. Oh God. Yeah. I, I can't even yeah. begin to tell you how that would look. I just thought it was a kinda of interesting story when I read it. I was wondering if you had heard that before. I mean Billy had done that, you know, from when he played you know that it's the stories about Ford and and uh, and Mantle and him. You know, yeah. legendary. And then you know he drank when, when he managed. Let's face it, he did. Um, I believe, and, and that's too bad. Yes, yes, that was one of his downfalls. No question. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay, Steve. Robert. Thank you. Good to talk a little baseball like that. And we actually have an NFL email, which we never get. Uh, Paul. Well, let me get to Aaron first. His, his was first. He says, wanted to comment on the recent success of the Gator basketball team. Thumbs up to Coach Golden, uh, as well as the team for coming together, getting some good wins. Hardest part of the season yet to come. They'll need all support and encouragement that Gator Nation can give. UF has four losses by a margin of only 10 points. Could be 15-4. and four. Uh, Castleton, Fudge, and Jatobo seem to have found their niche playing off of each other. UF needs 45 to 50 points each game from a combo of Richard, Reeves, Lofton, Bonham, and Kugel. Need to continue holding opposing teams outside shooters to 30% on three-point field goals. Uh, and he uh, continues to say more. But, yeah, I mean, look, Florida, the thing about Florida is it, they're not dominant. And they're not probably going to score uh, a lot of points. And that was the problem with Mike White, right? By the way, my buddy Mike Holloway, Gator track coach. In indoor track, the women ranked number five, the men number 12. Of course, we all know what happened last year. Larry emailed me this yesterday, and it's long, but I want to make sure accuracy is here. He said, he talked about cheerleading. Um, he says it today, you know, stunting, tumbling, and remembers the day when UF had a competitive cheer squad. It disappeared. Uh, seems a cheer squad was doing a routine at the Magic basketball game. 
Did a move that caused serious injury? Someone at UF made the decision uh, that the UF cheer team and Dowsers would be non-competitive. It's unfair. Uh, he thinks that they know the risks involved. Uh, he learned USF had won their third national championship in NCAA cheerleading. UCF has won several, he says. Many of the SEC schools invest in cheer coaches. They compete every year at the NCAAs. Thinks the rule should be lifted so UF can again become competitive. Uh, would Strickland be the one who would make this decision? I would imagine that would be the case. Yes. Um, correct me, somebody, if I'm wrong, but I would imagine that would be a Scott Strickland decision to make. And for those of you expecting to hear Scott today, because I was promoting him, uh, something had come up where he could not be here today. I was not told what specifically, uh, but we are hopefully going to uh, get him to reschedule. Steven says, surprise, the Bengals are favored over the Chiefs in Kansas City. Is it because of Mahomes' injury? Uh, it could be. It could be. Um, and I think because the Bengals were so dominant in winning on the road in Buffalo, you know, maybe that's a reason as well. Uh, Lucas, what are your keys to beating South Carolina? Would you consider a game a must-win given who we have coming up? It'll be awesome to see KJ come back here. Well, he's not coming back here. That game's being played on the road. Uh, but I must say it'll be strange seeing him in another team's huddle. Um, let's go to South Carolina first. Yes, it's, I mean, somebody before used the term must win, and I don't think any game, any one game in a regular season is must win, but you you need to win this game because it's a game you have to win. You cannot afford to lose to a team that's struggling. You cannot. Okay, and with the games coming up, which is starting, by the way, with Kansas State, you know, you're talking Kansas State, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama in that order. Florida could be 0-4 there easily. And if you're Florida, realistically, you split because three of those four are on the road. That's no easy task. And you're playing teams that are playing pretty well right now. And then you get a stretch where you play Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky, Vandy, Georgia, LSU. Well, again, that's a stretch of games that you would think you have a better chance to win. But that's a long way away. I think right now uh, you just concentrate on South Carolina. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. Former Florida Gator Ben Shelton will continue his Australian Open run with a quarterfinal matchup against fellow American Tommy Paul. Shelton is the first American to appear in a major quarterfinal before turning 21 since Andy Roddick in 2003. The Miami Heat will host the Boston Celtics tonight as part of the NBA's Rivals Week. The Celtics and Heat met in last year's Eastern Conference Finals and have met in the Conference Finals three times since 2012. The Tampa Bay Lightning are set to play host to the visiting Minnesota Wild tonight. The Lightning currently sit at third place in the Atlantic Division standings, and they're looking to put an end to their two-game losing skid. Coverage of the game starts here at 6.30. 
That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is Mark Wise with ESPN. And this is Steve Russell. And this is who? There it is. Is for a game of basketball? Listen live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. as we talk hoops, the Gators, the SEC, and the top games in all of college basketball. Focus on the fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and WRUF.com. Or listen at any time by finding Hoop There It Is on your favorite podcast platform. Hoop, Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Gator baseball. Yeah, we just heard Johnny Wiggs from Santa Fe College. Gator baseball begins practice this Friday. Yeah. So, and they're open to the public for the duration of the preseason. First practice, Friday at 2.15, inter-squad scrimmage at 4.30. Saturday, practice begins at 11 a.m. Scrimmage at 1 Sunday, practice at 10, scrimmage at noon. And Florida will play Charleston Southern to open the season February 17. So that's not very many days away. And I'm sure 
softball will be announcing similar things. In case you missed it, Gators get a couple more players in the transfer portal. I believe that's nine now that Florida's gotten. Um, Cameron Carroll is uh, coming to the Gators from Tulane. Uh, running back, sixth-year senior transfer. And then, again, he'll have uh, Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne to contend with. But we'll add depth there for sure. And then Manny Nunnery, Houston transfer, did play uh, and played in their bowl game. Uh, so he's from Texas. Two years, I think. I think two years of eligibility remaining. So there you go. All right, come on. I got to go another hour here. This is your chance to talk sports. Let's hear you. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Let's see. John says, waiting to ask you this for a while. What major, maybe you can weigh in on this too, Sean. What major sports record would you bet both will and one won't be broken in the next 10 years with the following qualifications. It can't be an old-time record, which has no chance to be broken because the sport has changed, which is like pitching wins. Yeah, I, I, I promise you Cy Young won 511 games. Nobody will even sniff that because of relief pitching now. Can't be a career record. Only a yearly or continuous record like a hitting streak which may go over two seasons. Must be in the NFL, NBA, or Major League Baseball only. No obscure records. Nobody's heard of, like most foul balls at one at bat. Uh, his guest, NFL passing yards in a season would be broken. Um, because the season's now one more game. Uh, and he says the major record, which won't be broken, 56-game hitting streak of Joe DiMaggio. I think that's pretty safe now, and the reason I do is because of the the uh, specialization in pitching. You're very rarely now does a hitter face a starter a third time through. It's always going to be another arm. So, yeah, I, I think that's the first one, John, that came up for me. That that's the first thing I thought. And remember, not that there'll ever be an asterisk, because there shouldn't be, but when it comes to a record like passing yards or something, you do have to take into account more games. The field, certainly, the rules are different. Um, and then, you know, I wonder, things, things are cyclical, but will the all-time rushing record ever be broken because now there seems to be less emphasis on running as opposed to throwing it'll be interesting dave hello hey steve hey i don't know about the rushing uh record it'll be interesting to see i think it's possible they'll be broken but you're right i agree with you completely about uh 
the emphasis of it being different than it once was. And with it seems to me like quarterbacks run the ball a lot more than they ever did in history too. So to get there, I don't I don't know if it's if it's doable or not. I just assume Emmett Smith hang on to that. Um, I mean, the only guy that I, the only guy I can think of now who's old school is Travis Henry. He yeah. gets oh, yeah. a lot of carries, right? Other Derek, than that, Derek Henry. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Travis, Derek Henry, yes, um, because yeah. he gets a lot of carries. But I'm just yeah. thinking Tennessee there. But um, other than that, I can't off the top of my head think of a running back that maybe Oakland's guy, you know, yeah. or, or Las Vegas's guy. I'm well, I'm old school today, um, right. but uh, top of my head, I can't think. Yeah, yeah, another topic. Uh, NIL stuff a little. I know it's worn out, but you know, when uh, when you were a kid, I bet your parents taught you that just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean you should be doing it, right? We we that's kind of where we were. In right? some instances, yes. Yeah, but it, when it comes to cheating on NFL or NIL type stuff, I hope we're not doing it. I hope we didn't do it, and then I hope that if we did do it that were as a top five institution would be a leader in um, finding out where and admitting our wrong and going from there. Um, I just think that the trends of, uh, of uh, some of this are pretty dark spaces, some things that I consider what I hear if they're true are sort of slimy, even if they're on, they're pushing the edge so far. It's just tough stuff. Any thoughts there? I don't think Florida. Now, remember, you're talking. I know the difference. Because of collective versus University yeah. of Florida, right? Um, so yeah, that's yeah. a you got to keep that in mind always when you have a conversation like that. Right. Um, right. I, I've spoken about this. I've talked to different people about this. And my own theory. Dave, it's just me. Yeah. A lot of people, in in some cases, including me, are resistant to change. They right. they like right. the model they grew up with. They like the way it was when they were growing up or whatever that is. Okay? Right. Well, if this had happened gradually, if this had happened with some transparency, so that we could see what was being done, what the rules were, so that we all knew. If you did it yeah. the right way, great. If you didn't, yeah. okay, well, that's not there. And now no. you have this you know, Wild West mentality that I think right. is not going to get any better anytime soon. Right, right. I, do, I, I agree with you 100% there. It's... it's I exactly why I have not joined the Gator Collective, and I don't need to mention anything by name there, um, because of transparency-type issues. And my big fear that what is happening is happening, or may have happened. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but it, it, it is a big F. And then here's the other thing, Steve, that uh, is sort of a concept associated with this, and it's the concept of, uh, of joint liability. And just because UF uh, is a separate, completely separate from the collective, 
we've certainly, as, and I say we, U.S., we U.S., have certainly endorsed the heck out of the collective and led a lot of people there and continue to this day to, uh, to do that on our own Athletic Association website. If they're, they're messing up, we're kind of jointly liable there, at least at some percentage of uh, responsibility for some of that. So to, to say UF has stayed clean, I hope you're right, 100%. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's, that's a, a little take on some of that. And uh, I enjoy your show. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate your call. That is the number one topic. And I mentioned this about Ben Shelton. I don't care what fan base it is. You want to have an athlete or a team to hang your hat on. And at Florida, a lot of those teams track. Mike Holloway has won rings for every finger nationally. Okay? Gymnastics is awesome. Men's tennis just won not too long ago. Right? Softball, baseball. They're not the big two. They're not basketball. They're not football. And that's why I think Ben Shelton's story is getting the traction it's getting in Gator Nation because Gator Nation needs somebody. They need somebody that they can go, see, he's a Gator. He's a Gator. On a, national, on a national scale. As I said yesterday, in the NFL, there's really good players in the NFL, but there's not a superstar, Gator. In the NBA, I mean, Horford, Bradley, I get it, but I mean, are they, Bradley Beal's a good player, and, and he's, he's a top player, but is he, you know, LeBron or something? No. So that is what is missing here, right? If you're Alabama, you can point to that guy. Florida can't, and that's why I think Shelton is getting what he's getting. Steve, hanging there, get you at the top of the hour. You're listening to ESPN 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. World-class fishing, crystal blue waters, endless sunshine. There's so much about Florida's waterways to enjoy. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission encourages you to take part in the National Spring Aboard Campaign and take a boating safety course today. You can take the course in a classroom or online. Just make sure you take a course. The knowledge gained by taking a course will make you and your family and friends safer and allow you to have more fun out on the water. To learn more, visit Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only one place. The one place to go. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PATRICK, you're good to go. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship games and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook by using the code PATRICK. 
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Void in Ohio and Ontario. Bonus issued is free bets. One boost per eligible game. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this bright, sunshiny day here in the University City. Sean, producing the broadcast, thank you for making us part of your day. We know you're busy, and we appreciate you coming on and talking sports. Hope you enjoyed Gator men's tennis coach, Brian Shelton talking about his son, Ben, and about his tennis team earlier. And then uh, Johnny Wiggs, the Santa Fe College baseball coach. Going to hear from a Florida women's golfer later in the hour who's been invited to the Augusta Women's National Amateur. Pretty prestigious honor. We'll talk to her later in the show. But in the meantime, take your questions, calls, and comments. 392-8255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com. Steve will bat lead off. Steve, hi. Hey, Steve. Uh, how are you today? Good. We're, um, we've been talking about what, the, what this NIL is like, the wild, the wild, wild west. What are the possibilities of uh, one of these schools being charged with lack of institutional control? Now, <laughs> that's the kiss of death right there. But wouldn't that help to rein some of this in? How are you going to do that without any rules? Yeah, that's the, but yeah. And because Congress didn't take a stand on it, every, every, we got 50 different rules. Yeah. And every, and states have different rules too. I mean, look, I'm not a lawyer is I'm sure you could probably look at something that could be done under NIL where you could, you know, violate some NCAA thing, I would guess. But I think it's difficult to do that, because I said, because you're not working under the same umbrella. Yeah, well, they they do have, I mean, the NCAA does have rules on, on when you can contact students and when you can talk to them, when you can talk to coaches. And and I'm just thinking if, if one of these outside groups goes over the line, then maybe that is lack of institutional control. Maybe, you know, maybe the school is just allowing this outside entity to do whatever they want. I don't like, like you said, it's a tangled mess and I'm not sure we're ever going to. Yeah. I mean, if, if I don't know what the rule is, but remember there are things in the Gator collective world that, you know, because of the rules in the state of Florida, that you know they're not able 
to do or can do. And you have to make sure that you are abiding by what your state laws say you have to do. That's that's paramount here. And I'm sure that at least some of the state laws line up with with compliance to NCAA rules. So I don't know. That was just an idea that that how we how we might get this under control is if if one of these schools gets charged with a lack of institutional control, then they'll start doing some serious looking into how to fix it. We'll find out. All righty then. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Steve, for your call. <laughs> Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. What's going on, man? It's uh, crazy how the mind works there, man. You went back 25 years to pull Travis Henry out of there. Yeah. Running back from uh, Frostproof, Florida. I don't think uh, Spurrier liked him very much. So he no. Went off to Tennessee. That's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> went off to Tennessee and then... Buddies of mine always think that he was the one who went off on us in the 2001 game, but that was his partner in crime, Travis Stevens. Stevens, He right. was the one, yeah, that went off on us and pretty much prevented us from playing in the national championship game, which to this day, People I forget that if it, how yeah. good Tennessee was then. But if it wasn't for the tragedy of 9-11, Steve, no way did Tennessee even – get within two or three touchdowns of us in that early of the season because they were a young team. Uh, I believe Clawson was in his first year starting, and there was no way that day that he comes into the swamp. I believe the game was scheduled for September 14th. No way he beat us in the swamp that year. Um, so they kind of got fortunate there, and it prevented probably what would have been an unbelievable championship game, the 2001 Hurricanes against that Gator team which I still think the Gators come up short there. That Hurricane team was just so loaded, Steve. Don't you think? They were loaded for a while, much like Florida was and much like Florida State was. I I said this a lot. When the old Sunshine Network existed, and over the summer they would show highlights of some of those games, when you heard the names called and all those dudes that went on to play in the NFL, it was extraordinary. Yeah, well, all those dudes are going on to play to Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State now, and that's the problem that these Florida teams are facing. That's what's going on, Steve. But anyways, on to the, our favorite topic, the Jets, real quick. What are we going to do about the OC and quarterback, Steve? You got any clue? Uh, I talked to somebody within the Jets uh, last week, and I point-blank asked, what the plan was for quarterback. Uh, he said it's fluid, but he said if you're asking me today, they don't want to get rid of Zach Wilson. They don't want to trade Zach Wilson. They think he would be uh, – they, they want him to sit and learn behind a veteran, you know, Aaron Rodgers, whoever, right, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers – who would help the Jets in the short term because they're a pretty good team, you know, as far as personnel are concerned. And then hopefully he becomes the guy in a couple of years. But he said that could certainly change. Well, if that's the case, then I guess the Aaron Rodgers smoke makes the most sense that that'll be the guy that you want to bring in for a couple of years and hopefully he can mentor Sack and get him on the straight and narrow. So we'll see what happens. Now now let's, let's be honest here, though. If you bring him in, you you bring a set of baggage, 
right? Because Correct. he's going to want some guarantees, you know, because he's already said with Green Bay, I want my guys back. You know, I, I want to go to war with these guys. Well, some of those guys are some of those guys are facing a huge cap hit for the team if they stay. So t- tell me Rodgers wouldn't say the same thing. You want me to come here? Then you better get me this, this, and this. I'm not saying the Jets can't, but that's part of it too. Yeah, definitely. And OC, nothing yet on the OC position, right? No. They haven't hired no, no one yet, right? I don't believe so. Okie doke. All right, well, we'll see where that ends up at, man. It'll be good to see. All, All right, right buddy. Tony, thank cool you. One, yep. And Bill O'Brien going back to the Patriots is interesting because Matt Patricia, who I guess acted as the OC, New England's offense was bad. But I'm going to say this, okay? One of the things for, that Bill Belichick, you like him, don't like him, name me, and this is Tom Brady, right? But most of the time you look at a quarterback – like, if you think Joe Montana, what do you think? Jerry Rice, right? There's always a yin and a yang. With New England, who did they have with Tom Brady at receiver? I mean, at Randy Moss, but not long. And it was not Randy Moss in his prime. So think about that. There, for all those great Patriot teams, is there going to be a Patriot receiver outside of Randy Moss that goes in the Hall of Fame? The answer is no. Now, Gronkowski will, probably, but he's tight end. I'm just talking about receivers. So the fact that they won all those championships with a pedestrian receiver core says a lot about, you know, what the other parts of their team were. John, hello. Yeah, Steve, good afternoon. I, I agree with you there. I mean, he used, used the slot very well with uh, Adelman and, and Wes Welker. Yep, but, but they're, they're not Hall of guys. Fame guys. Good players. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And your Jets, uh, interesting thing that you could possibly, now you got him on the wires, uh, Byron Leftwich, you know, say what he wants. He was there when they won their Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So he, he would be a pretty decent, I think, an interesting uh, OC for you guys. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's would be a, a name, a candidate. But once again, I think what, what people forget sometimes is, I was told this by a scout, that Sexy names, like, who wouldn't want Eric Bieniemy? Right. The fact that he's not a head coach shocks me, right? right me too. Well, I'm, it, it, it's, again, it, it's, it's a give and take here. Is the Chiefs' offense good because of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, Or is the Chiefs' offense good because they have all those playmakers? Well, both. I mean, I if, I, both, if, yeah. I'm, if, if I have Patrick, Holmes, uh, Patrick Mahomes to start with, Okay, you got Kelsey who's going to be in the Hall of Fame probably when he quits. You you add, you know, Kadarius Toney to that ridiculous mix, right? I might be able to call plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. <laughs> and that's not knocking what the enemy's done. I'm just saying part of success is weapons you have. You uh, you, you mentioned a, a, a topic yesterday, I guess, middle of your show, and I didn't get a chance to call in, but you said if I was the NIA czar or whatever like that, Here's what I would do. Uh, I guess getting whatever contract, but I, the player should be, it should be taken out of the school's hands. Meaning, the player should have a, get, be able to get an agent, and then when you when you sign with that agent, they can do whatever they want their money. But I think that their money needs to be put in an in, in escrow 
meaning they can't touch that money until after after they're out of school. Reason I say that is because, you know, these kids coming in entitled, you know, we'll, we'll just say I'm not speaking because it's Rashada, but if between, you know, I guess what I'm hearing between Florida and Miami, it would probably would have told of $13 million. Well, you're going to get $13 million. That's great. But let's not hold the let's not hold the school accountable, which I'm hearing here in Florida is being accounted for. Why, you know, he wants to leave. So my question to you now, Steve, is where is he going to go to get that kind of money? Well, I mean, you can look and see at some of the schools he's looking at, like Arizona State. And I don't know. I have no idea what those state laws are there, or what you know their collectives might be. I mean, he might have you know, had this blow up in his face. But I'm sure if if that was something remember, I don't know how many schools have a John Ruiz who's just gonna, you know, shell out millions. But these right. collectives have money and I'm sure, you know, he will look for the same thing. But what's missing in all of this, the behind the scenes stuff, and this is where the laws kick in, John, and I don't know state by state what they state do right but let's say that that you that you are representing school x and you sign sean for five million dollars okay well then i come along and say well i'm going to offer you six seven and like, okay i'll take it well now can the other place sue for damages can, can they do that and if they can, now what's that do? And there's a lot of people who feel this is exactly what happened in the Rashada situation. So, again, there's so much that isn't known, and there's so much that's not going to be known with all this stuff because it just varies wildly. Well, like I was just saying earlier, make an independent, you know, agent. If they want to sign, you know... Go to school X, if you said, you know, take it out of the hands of the schools. Take it out of, you know, the aspect of, you know, schools, you know, jockeying for money. If, if who, Who's an agent? Rosenblum, whatever. A lot he of wants them, to go yeah. sign with him. Well, you're allowed to have an agent people. help you. What's that now? You're allowed to have an agent help you. That That's allowed. Right. But take it out. I'm just saying to take it out of the aspect of the schools jockeying for this player. If he's going to get 13 million from the agent, God bless him. But well, why would the agent get, give the money? How would he what now? Why would you? If I'm an agent, why would I want to give give the money? Okay, let's take Rashada for example. He's got potential. You go, you go to him. You say after after I'm out of out of school. You know, my escrow is going to be what you what you offered me. I'm not. You're not going to get a dime until you're out of school. That's what I'm saying. But you sign a contract with that guy when you're done. Let's. You know. Well, he's only going to play two years. Well, let's go back to the Maurice Claret situation. He. You can't come out out of college until you're 21 or you've played three years. Is that still the same effect in in the NFL? Yeah. So. Kid can't leave, or if he wants to leave, he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose out on that contract. That's what I'm saying. All right, thank you, John. Nice. Appreciate your call. One sixteen time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Game 
Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Florida Gators men's basketball team will host the South Carolina Gamecocks tomorrow night. The Gators are 4-3 against the SEC this season, and they're looking to win their second game in a row after beating Mississippi State on Saturday. The Florida Panthers will travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins tonight. The Panthers are looking to rebound after the Rangers beat them 6-2 last night. The Tampa Bay Lightning will host the visiting Minnesota Wild tonight. The Lightning currently sit in third place in the Atlantic Division standings. They're looking to put an end to their two-game losing streak. Full coverage of the game begins here at 6.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. Southeast Cards are here in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. You heard me talk about them for a long, long time. Good reason. Good people. Good product. I trust them. I've driven their cars for years. And I can honestly tell you, every one of them has been really good for me. Lasted me a long time and really, really high-quality vehicles. Do the same thing for you. If you're looking for a new vehicle, wrong place to look. They don't have any. Since they opened their doors 40-plus years ago, Southeast Car Agency specializes in giving you the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Go online, secars.com. You'll see the cars they've got, the selection, the variety, the different price points, really good for you to see. If you want to get a closer look, go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Test drive the vehicles. There's sales staff there to always answer any questions you might have. And you know what to do. You go see them in person. Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. 
celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. We are your all for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Let's take some calls, continue to talk sports here on Sports Scene. Chris, you're next. Hey, Steve-O, your conversation there before the break, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is it starts to get into a murky area of if a kid signs with a school um, and then backs out, is he responsible or is his family responsible? And then bring up the transfer portal. Does the transfer portal play into that? It starts to get into these, like, really weird areas. And from my understanding, that's kind of how the Rashada thing fell apart. The number was never $13 million. It was Miami offered $6 million. Florida offered seven. seven right. there, was a, there was a poison pill in the contract that basically said someone was going to be responsible to pay Ruiz back, and we put an indemnity clause in there, and, and it, it would have been the Rashadas that would have ended up being responsible for it, and that's where the whole thing fell apart. And if that's true, then it's really not anybody's fault. Uh, you know, Everybody was negotiating the way that you should negotiate to protect yourself. Yes, but think of that confusion think of that you know trying to explain to somebody who doesn't understand you know any of that um so you know can you sue for damages uh it's just <laughs> that's why it was yeah, such I mean, a nightmare I think that's a, i think you're exactly right steve i think that's honestly where it falls apart too from a perspective level no one is gonna do the due diligence to like dig into the details and understand it, the Florida side will, local media will, but the national narrative and what coaches are going to use against Florida is, look, they're promising things they can't deliver. Right. Um, that that's going to be the tough part. I I, I got to imagine it's really hard. I heard a guy LSU analyst yesterday talking about Brian Kelly's success in the portal, and they said, well, why has he been successful? And he said, well, he's got a product to sell. Look at the NFL. You got Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, uh, recent success, you know. And I just thought about it in terms of Billy. Like, what is it he's selling right now? Like, you can't point to a superstar in the NFL. You can't point to recent success. We're not handing out bags of cash necessarily the way Miami is. We don't play in a gunslinger system the way Tennessee or Ole Miss does. Like, what is it Billy's selling? It's it's a really tough sell for him right now. Thanks, Steve. Okay, thank you. And yet, you know, I, I, I think even the harshest critic would say that when, when he was hired, his forte was recruiting. He's done a pretty good – would anybody disagree that he's not done a decent job in recruiting? Is it Alabama recruiting? No, but it's certainly better than what it was. I, I mean, if somebody disagrees with that, I, I'd love to hear that. Larry, hi. Hey, Steve, enjoying the show as always. You know, I was thinking what we were talking – you were talking today, and I got to thinking, 
we're getting close to them. You know, after basketball, we baseball, we get into them dog days of summer. It's tough to talk sports. You you say it every summer. But <laughs> I think we could possibly be thanking the NIL or the transfer portal after this summer. We'll have plenty to talk about. <laughs> the, uh, if, but, if there's nothing – well, two things with that. Yes, it, it's possible, Larry. But between now and then, are there any changes? Do we see – Things like Rashada come up somewhere else again to throw a monkey wrench in this. That that remains to be seen. But I but I hear what you're saying. What do you think? How much do you think? And I don't know if it will or won't. That the transfer portal will hurt actual recruiting out of high school. It won't. And like like if a kid's coming out, you got a, a, a three star or a four star running back. No matter what they offered him and. He sees in the portal Florida picked up two running backs that are, you know, juniors and seniors that have been playing for schools. You think he'd go somewhere else, and we lost a good recruit, you know? But I guess he could do that too later. See, that's that's the world that once again, I think fans who are used to one way of a sport being are going to have to understand change. There's two right. portals and it makes sense. The current portal, now if a player was in the portal, because I got I to ask this today, how can Florida add these two players when the transfer portal is closed? Well, they were already in it. So as long as you're in it before the deadline, you can then go to whatever school you want. And then the other time is going to be after spring practice. That makes total sense. If, if, if Sean is a wide receiver and he goes out for school X and he's the fourth guy on the depth chart, Guess what? See you later. Chances are he's going to transfer because he has right. a chance to go play somewhere else. Well, that makes sense. So, again, this is the new world we're in. Oh, absolutely. So you got to our, – our coaches also have to become great recruiters in a transfer portal. Sure. I mean, look, Georgia has dipped into it a little bit, but their team was built primarily on high school recruits. And you know, and look at Alabama. When somebody says, "Is the portal going to hurt?" Well, Alabama had a tremendous high school recruiting class. The thing is, it's that way today. Let's look at it two years from now and see what it really is, because that's the measuring stick. I appreciate it, Steve. Thank you. Okay, thank you for your call, Larry. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. I got an NIL fix for you. It's kind of okay. simple. I want to throw it at you. All right. Uh, remember in the last round of expansion before the California schools did what they did and it was just total chaos, there was kind of a rumor going around that that, that Sankey was just going to declare himself the king of college football. You remember that? Uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah, okay. What about this one? Sankey says, I'm the king of college football. And we're uh, going to loosely affiliate these teams with the schools. Like, doesn't the USAA, that's the University of Florida Athletic Association, right? The the UAA, yes. Yeah, okay. We're, uh, these college presidents, it'd be a tough pill for them to swallow, but here's the deal. I'm Sankey. I'm, I'm the poobah of college football. We're loosely affiliating these schools, these teams with these schools. We're going to slot a pay number for 85 dudes, and we're breaking away from the schools altogether. And one other thing that uh, solves is we're getting away from Title Nine. Sorry, sorry, Rapinos and girls. We're we're going to be the mini NFL. 
We're breaking away. We're going to loosely affiliate with these colleges and Greg Sankey, and we're going to have full disclosure when it comes to money. We're going to have 85 dudes. Everybody's going to know it. Everybody's getting paid, and Greg Sankey's the king of college football. I mean, in this day and age, anything's possible, um, but not likely. Right. It's not likely because these college presidents wouldn't like it. But um, and the women wouldn't like it. But there you go. You bust it out of the the college model. You just say, call it for what it is. It's the mini NFL. You disclose on the money, and you get away from Title IX. And Greg Sankey runs the uh, runs the world. Okay. See you, Steve. Okay. One twenty nine. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane or slow down 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. It's common sense. It's common courtesy. And it's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Resolve to recycle more, recycle paper, bottles, and cans directly, and recycle old clothes by donating them. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today and learn more with Mary on Demand. Take the self-guided education series at your own pace. You'll decide what you'd like to learn and when. Visit mary.famu.edu to learn more. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Mary, educate, learn, talk. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
Quite comfortable today with mostly sunny skies. High temperatures should creep up to near the 70 degree mark tonight. Increasing cloud cover lows near 60, turning breezy tomorrow as a front approaches from the west. It'll get warm too with highs near 80, but winds could gust about 35 miles an hour. Strong thunderstorms possible tomorrow afternoon into the evening, then cooling down for our Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You start talking about Josh Allen MVP, Josh Allen this and that and all this and that. Put that in the rearview mirror. Now the conversation is start of the 2023 football season. Who's going to win the MVP? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Those will be all the four or five names that we talk about, but I believe Joe Burrow at the top. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hoop, there it is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. ESPN's is doing something, and I think if you listen to the show over the years, you know uh, I bring my students in who produce every once in a while, so I'm going to bring Sean in here for a second. Put your mic up, Sean, um, because... He is suffering too, although he suffers because he's a Dallas fan. And at least his team makes the playoffs on occasion, as opposed to mine. But ESPN, you heard what Keyshawn just did, right? The quarterbacks he listed off, you know, and because of one bad game, all of a sudden now Josh Allen is, you know, he's the seventh best quarterback in the in the league, which I don't buy. But going forward, I mean, Dak Prescott has either been brilliant or bad. There, there's been no middle with him, so Mr. Cowboy fan. They're not going to go away from him, so can they win with him? I think there are plenty of quarterbacks like your uh, Matt Ryans. Phillip, I mean, Matt Ryan has been to a Super Bowl. He had an MVP caliber year when everything was going on uh, correctly around him. So you got a handful of guys and not even five fingers full that are those guys in the league, like your Mahomes is your Burroughs and your Josh Allen's. Everybody else is in that other tier, whether we like it or not. And those tiers might be split, but Dak is not at the tip, tip top of the league. And that's fine. But you can't have an off season like the Cowboys just had and then expect him to just pick up the pieces. Now he played poorly. He was awful in the game against the Niners, and, and he definitely needs a lot of criticism for that. But at the end of the day, like, you, you understand how to win a Super Bowl. I mean, the, the Matthew Stafford couldn't win a Super Bowl for how, how many years? Then he goes to the Rams. They throw money at a bunch of different guys on both sides of the ball. They go win it, and now you have the fallout from that. So I think the Cowboys could be in a similar scenario, but they're too prideful and too arrogant to go out and swing for the fences. Yeah, and that's right from the top. That's right from the dude that runs the organization. It sure is. All right, uh, we'll take your phone calls here before we talk to a Florida women's golfer uh, you will hear from who just got a really, really nice invite uh, to an event that we will talk about with her. 
tomorrow on the show, Ramaya Elliott, track athlete, will join us. Also tomorrow, you're going to hear from Santa Fe College's softball coach because they start their season this weekend. Colby Halter, Gator baseball player, tomorrow as well. Ben Brown, pro football focus on Thursday. Sean Kelly here uh, on Thursday. So got a good lineup of guests uh, coming your way this week, but we can certainly still talk sports with you. 392-8255. Don't forget, Lightning in the Wild tonight at 6.30. Tomorrow, the Gator broadcast at 6.30. And then Saturday, tell you what, there's going to be some really good games. We're going to, uh, besides uh, the Keontae Johnson game, which will carry 5.30 on Saturday, also going to have Bama, Oklahoma for you that day as well. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. The women don't get back into action until Monday. I believe they're at Auburn Monday. And Auburn's a team. You know, it's funny. If you look at the SEC now in women's basketball, it's so top-heavy. There are three teams, I think, that are unbeaten. Uh, Tennessee, LSU, South Carolina. And there's a there's two or three teams, you know, okay, and then there's a lot of one-win, two-win teams. It's a little bit like that with the men. That'll start, you know, sorting itself out here pretty soon. All right, get a couple of emails here. If you have a call you want to get in, you can uh, real quickly. Jay emails, uh, a long one. Okay, his basic thing is, uh, Steve, a lot of coaches here seem to have shorter leashes than others. Why do you think female coaches uh, have longer leashes than men? Boy. I could be PC here, but here's why. Because most of the women's sports are niche sports, right? I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying they're less or worse. Not saying that. I'm saying how many people go to a Gator volleyball match? Okay. How many people? Now, gymnastics is a little different, okay? It packs the place. Softball packs the place. But you get where I'm going, right? I don't care. The only, the only place where this would be different would be at a school where a women's program, like UConn, all right? If Gino Oriema were to suddenly not be very good, there might be phone calls on a show like this to say get rid of them I can't tell you in 25 years of doing this I can count on one hand the number of people who have called here and said get rid of a female coach a female sports coach it, because it's not as big and I think a lot of those fans are more tolerant because they're kids. I just think they're more tolerant. More basketball, football especially, okay? Less and less tolerance. The email I got here from Jay concerns baseball. And he says, this is a big year for Sully. Well, I mean, 
compared to what? I mean, they had an off year last year, but they hosted a regional. But the question becomes, in that sport, okay, is that good enough? So from that aspect of it, it's been a while since Florida won in Omaha. But getting to Omaha is hard. Winning in Omaha is harder. It is. I mean, look at Ole Miss, what they did last year. The run they made was incredible. In one year, Mike Bianco went from some thinking he was going to be fired, and he's been there a long time, he's an LSU guy, by the way, to winning a national championship in the span of a few weeks. Why? They got hot at the right time. So sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's you get on a, you got on a roll. But no, I mean, that's just, I mean, if, if Sully for some reason didn't make a regional, uh, okay. I mean, I could see why some fans would say, well, but at least preseason, this may be their best team in a while. And softball can, if they don't get hurt, is going to be really, I mean, there's other teams too, but they're going to be really good too. But it's a great question. Great question. Uh, our last email before the interview is Dan. Very simple question. He says, um, are you, am I going to be talking to Tim Walton? And, yes. Uh, we will talk to Tim Walton and Kevin O'Sullivan in the next few days before their season start. Yes. I guarantee we'll be doing that. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Gators men's basketball team will host the South Carolina Gamecocks tomorrow night. The Gators have a 4-3 record against the SEC this season. They're looking to win their second game in a row after beating Mississippi State on Saturday. Former Florida Gator Ben Shelton will continue his Australian Open run with a quarterfinal matchup against fellow American Tommy Paul. Their matchup will be the first slam quarterfinal between two men from the U.S. since 2007 when Andy Roddick beat Marty Fish. The Tampa Bay Lightning will host the visiting Minnesota Wild tonight. The Lightning currently sit in third place in the Atlantic Division standings, and they're looking to put an end to their two-game losing streak. Tune in here at 6.30 for coverage. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Calling Gator Nation. You are invited to be part of Gator history on Friday, February 10th for the official dedication of Steve Spurrier Way at Celebration Point Promenade in front of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Lots of dignitaries and press will be on hand to witness this historic event. And it's open to all who bleed orange and blue. It's the grand unveiling of Steve Spurrier Way. It's all happening Friday, February 10th from 530 to 615 at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point. 
My partners had told me I should get my knee replaced. I was in my 40s, and I decided that I wouldn't do that. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog, who found regenerative medicine years ago and became a believer. It changed my life around. It improved me to a point where I was able to jog again. That's when Dr. Herzog switched his focus from surgery to helping his patients with natural biologics. I've treated at least 5,000 patients. I believe your body has everything it needs to heal itself. Today, you'll find Dr. Herzog at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in this exciting field of medicine that can give lasting pain relief with no downtime, no drugs, and no surgery. I have patients coming up to me that I did 10 years ago saying, you know, Doc, my elbow's still working great. I'm playing tennis three days a week. Call QC Kinetics now to explore alternative ways to deal with your pain. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden. You are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Don't forget, Gator basketball tomorrow night. Live coverage 6.30 as they take on South Carolina. My next guest I'm envious of because she's good in golf. I am horrible. But let me bring in Macy Filler from the Florida women's golf team who has been invited to play at Augusta National in the women's amateur. Macy, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, first of all, what were your thoughts when, obviously, you heard about this? What were your immediate thoughts? What went through your head? Well, firstly, I was extremely excited, obviously, and it's something that I've been working towards for a couple of years now. It's been on my yearly list of goals, so I'm excited to check this off the list. And I was just really excited to have this opportunity and it's such a memorable and historical event now, and I'm just really excited to have that experience. This begins, by the way, the week prior uh, to the Masters Tournament. Um, and this yes. is also uh, Fred Ridley, who played golf here, also created this, which is kind of a cool thing, too, with another Gator connection. Let me ask about uh, your golf game. Let's go back to when you were a, a youth. When did you start playing golf? When did you get pretty good at it? I started playing golf when I was probably four or five. You did? Really? 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was always around it. I grew up at a country club, so my parents played and my sisters played, and I just got into it that way, and I had a really supportive golf pro at my course that helped me learn to love the game. And my oldest sister was a competitive golfer, and now she's a teaching professional, but I always looked up to her and wanted to be like her, so it always helped me to want to get better. That was a cool story. Why'd you choose Florida? I chose Florida for many reasons. Um, Firstly, the coaches were amazing when I first met them, and I love the school pride here and how everyone values the orange and blue so much. And I love the fact that we have such high level of athletes here that I get to be around on a daily basis. It's very inspiring to watch my friends be so successful in their respective sports every day. Uh, after your sophomore year last year, you were named a Golf Week All-American, second team All-SEC, pretty darn good. Where do you think your game has improved the most since you came here? I think my game has improved in a lot of ways. I think the biggest thing for me was confidence. I was able to come into college and have some success right away, and it gave me the confidence to know that I am a good golfer, which I felt I lacked before I actually got to college. And my coaches here have been really helpful in helping me develop my game in certain areas. And I've just improved in my confidence. Okay, Macy, i got to ask you this because people have tried to work with me, and I'm just I'm just not any good. Uh, but uh, I'm curious of this because in other sports – okay, like uh, a baseball player comes to college, they might tinker with his swing or if he's a pitcher, mm-hmm. you know, did do they did anybody tinker with your with your mechanics when you came here or was that pretty much set when you got here? I would say golf is pretty unique in that it's you change things a lot and you're always working on things and nothing's ever stays the same. You could play really well one day, really bad another day. But I would say mechanics-wise, I, I haven't really changed too much in my swing, especially because I've worked really hard before I got to college to get in a place that it wouldn't have to change. I would say in my putting, I've definitely made a lot of changes that have helped me improve in that area since I've been here. Last couple of questions. You played, I think, in a couple LPGA events. How was that? Yeah, that was a very cool experience in each of those events and the second one I played in I made the cut which is a really cool moment to experience and it was really cool to see how all the LPGA pros live their lives on a daily basis and see how they prepare for a tournament in practice and it was so memorable to be able to compete alongside them. Final thing uh, for those uh, who may not know tell us about your team this year, what the expectations are for your group? Yeah, our team is, we have a great group. There's seven of us, and we have a great camaraderie, and we have so much talent on our team. So we have a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see how the spring goes and see how postseason goes. But we're looking good, and we have so much talent, and so I'm excited to 
for our first event in a couple weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, when do you guys open up? Our first event is February 11th, I believe, and it's um, in Palos Verdes out in L.A. Okay. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Congratulations. This will be a lot Thank of fun. You. Enjoy the time there, and thanks for talking to us. Thank you for having me. You got it. Thank you. Macy Feller, who is going to play in that prestigious event at Augusta National. That's a pretty cool thing. And, again, because Fred Ridley, another former Gator golfer, helped establish that, that makes it even more fun. Uh, all right. We will uh, got about five more minutes left today. Still time for your calls, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. I've gotten two emails on this today. I was going to mention this actually later in the week, but I guess I might as well do it today. Uh, people have asked me if I was going to interview Keontae Johnson. Uh, I've reached out to Kansas State uh, and got a response. And uh, the response was, as you can imagine, he's been inundated with requests. Uh, so while they didn't exactly say no definitively, it, it doesn't look as if that's going to happen, and that's too bad. Um, but keep trying. Hopefully, though, Coach Tang will be with us later in the week. Kevin, hello. Hey, buddy. How you doing today? Good. Awesome. Hey, um, I remember, I think I had it correct, that didn't Ian Poulter's son commit to Florida for the golf team? Uh, I don't know the answer and to that. And I, I thought he was he might be on the roster now. And well, just to, to uh short story, I, Ian Poulter was never my favorite golfer, man. I was like, ah, you know, beat that guy. Now it, it, I find myself that if he and son is on the is a gator now, that uh I'm kinda of finding myself an Ian Poulter fan, which is kinda of funny. Well, I mean, if if you <laughs> if you have a sibling or a child or whatever that is, then yeah, uh I can see why. Um yeah. I'm look Luke Poulter is who you may be referring to. I just looked that up, so yeah. That's awesome. And uh let me ask uh, you, when they, when they um, have the tournament, how many do they carry to the tournament, and, uh, and how many are on scholarship? I don't know the answer to the scholarship um, because I think on the team, I want to say they have maybe a dozen guys, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, that's a guess. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's true. Maybe even more than that. I'm going to count here for you, real quick. Okay, uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I think if my count's right, thirteen. So I was close. Oh yeah, yeah, very good, man. All right, buddy. Well, uh, thank you for all the information, man. I love listening to you. Take care. I appreciate the call, Kevin. Thank you. Um, and if you heard J.C. Deacon the other day, uh, the Gator men's golf coach, very, very high. Uh, on his team, he got a nice mix. You know, Ricky Castillo's been here for a while. Beyondy's been here for a while. Uh, you know, pretty cool stuff. Um, all right, let's get to uh, a couple of more emails, and we will call it a day today. Uh, let me get to them here. Glenn and Ocala, 
the question of women's coaches is pretty much rhetorical. Other than basketball, the women's programs have been as among the best in the country. As such, this precludes a high turnover rate. At Florida, yes. Uh, I'm talking about in general. In general. Okay? But you're right. I mean, Mary Wise, uh, you know, what gymnastics has done, uh, what women's tennis has done, softball, yes, very high level. Don't disagree. But I'm not sure it's the same at other places. My point being in that is that unless it is a high-profile sport, you don't get – I mean, look, with Mike White, with Dan Mullen, with Jim McElwain, it isn't even close. It isn't even close. But the point you make is good. Don't forget, uh, I'm told by Patrick, 10.30 on ESPN2, Mr. Shelton playing tonight. So watch it. Take a nap. Uh, hopefully he does well. I mean, he's got nothing to lose. He's on, I mean, he, he, he can relax. You know, he, he's on house money now. So really cool. And wouldn't it be cool if he could just play Djokovic? Uh, if he got hammered, so what? It's a chance for him at 20 years old to go to the Australian Open, advance that far in a major, and play Djokovic. I mean, that's pretty special stuff. Today, our thanks to his dad, the Gator men's tennis coach Brian Shelton, for being here. Santa Fe baseball coach, Johnny Wiggs, uh, they start their season this weekend. And uh, Macy Filler, Florida women's golfer, getting in the invite to the prestigious uh, tournament that's being held at Augusta National. Tomorrow, Gator baseball player Colby Halter, also track uh, star Ramaya Elliott will join us. And, of course, we'll take your questions, calls, and comments as well tomorrow here on Sports Team. We're working on some other guests as well, too, as I mentioned uh, Sean Kelly, the voice of the Gators here on Thursday. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus here on Thursday. We're working on some others as well. Hopefully next week, James Bates will be here. You know, that brand new show he's got, he'll tell you about it. Hopefully he'll be here next week. That's our show for today. Thanks to Sean for producing it. Although you scared me, Sean, with that music there, but I'm okay now. It's a heartbeat a little quick, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure people's driving away. Whoa! Uh, but that's okay. Good job, man. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.